Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to a follow-on episode this week for Parenthood All Around Strong-Willed Children. Make sure you go back and listen to last week where I talked about the one crucial thing that mums in particular might find really helpful. Um, And I just want to continue on today by talking about how to really capture the heart of a strong-willed child, because I think that in itself is a really huge key to how do we parent a child that we have with a really strong personality and a strong will. Um, We want as parents not, and I talk about this all the time, and probably a lot of this today might be stuff you've heard me uh, say before, but I think it really helps to hear it over and over and over again. But ultimately, you know, parenting isn't about uh, giving our kids a list of rules and a list of behaviors for them to abide by, but it's really about shaping their, their heart, shaping their moral character, and capturing their heart. So I want to talk about how to do that today, give you some principles. Um, The biggest takeaway from last week, which I feel like I need to say again, because it's so important, is that you are building the foundations when they are younger. Cameron and I went out with some really good friends of ours the other day for coffee, and they are a little bit older than us. Their kids are a couple years older than ours, but not by much. All our kids are really good friends. And um, we were just chatting about parenting in general. And again, the my friend said, and I, it just reminded me of everything that I tell you guys, but he actually said again, what parents don't realize is if they do the hard yards at the beginning, it really does get easier from there. All of those early years, they are foundational years, which is why I talk all the time about that. This is why all these patterns we talk about are so important. They're sleep patterns and everything from when they're tiny babies, you are building a foundation and the authority and respect that you lay out in the younger years, you will reap that in your children's older years, whether that be for good or not so good. Okay. So let's talk about some strategies on how you can not just survive a strong-willed child, but actually enjoy parenting them and enjoy having your kids at home, no matter their personality. Now, a lot of modern parenting, I'm seeing a lot of people send me reels on Instagram um, of all these uh, wonderful, you know, get back to nature kind of parenting reels, which a lot of them I really do love. But a lot of them are building a really different foundation. Um, one where what concerns me is it's like they're throwing everything out. Boundaries are seen as harmful. Strong directed parenting is seen as control. But like I've said a thousand times, let's look at the fruit of that in a few years time. I can only go by what I've done and our three kids and how they've turned out. Uh, But also what I find interesting is people who want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and go with all of this really child-centered parenting Ask the teachers who teach their kids how that's working out for them. It's really interesting because when your kids have to be out in the real world and they realize 
it doesn't all revolve around them and what they want, it can be a real shock. And so sometimes parents that have these pie in the sky ideals about this parenting that looks so beautiful on a reel, especially when you put lovely music over it, it, it's not like that in reality. Uh, And again, what do I say to you guys? Don't, Don't listen to someone who's got a baby in their arms telling you how to do it. Listen to someone who's got kids much older who have done it well and, and look at what they didn't ask them questions. Uh, children feel way more secure with boundaries and clear expectations. So be encouraged, okay? If you have a strong-willed child, they most likely as well will have oodles of leadership and they're most likely going to go on to do incredible things with their lives. I know that the principal that taught Cameron when he was younger and he was very strong-willed, the principal would always say to his mum, Geraldine, he's just got lots of leadership. What a good man. Now, that didn't mean that he wasn't disciplined. In fact, he got the cane a number of times, which is so not allowed in school these days, but he did. He got the cane. But at the same time, the principal did that. He's a wonderful man. We know him to this day, have so much respect for him because he knew that Cameron had leadership on his life. So if you've got a strong-willed child, be encouraged. Your child's going to probably have oodles of leadership, go on to do amazing things. But it's our job to help them get there and to guide them in the process. Now, as you know, I had one very strong-willed child, Liam, who's grown up to be a fabulous human being to be around. Even our youngest, Ashton, was very strong-willed, but in a different way. So I'm going to share from experience what worked. I'm going to share the principles mostly to help guide you Um, really with any child, this will work, but especially with strong willed child. All right. Firstly, you really do need to, um, you need to set a tone and, and have the belief that your child cannot just go about doing whatever they want and get their way. If you don't think that, then don't even listen to any more of the podcast because you're not going to like the rest of what I say. So, so you have to decide, no, I'm, I'm not in for my child, just ruling my home, getting their way on everything. Um, because what will happen is if that's your belief system and you just give into that all the time and every tantrum and every strong willed thing that they want to do, then you're going to be rewarding that. Okay. So you've got to decide, that I want to teach my child, my strong-willed child, that the world does not revolve around them. Um, You also need to recognize that their strong will, rather than seeing it as something negative, start to see it as something positive, okay? That it's just really strength turned inside out and that his or her strong will can be used to great advantage, okay? That will just help you to parent them rather than get frustrated all the time. And thirdly, I remember someone very wise telling me, just be careful to shape their heart, but not break them. So I could be so tough on Liam. um, And I was super aware of that. And I remember another mum of a very strong-willed boy who said that to me, and I never forget it, where she she was a very tough, very strong mum, but she did say, Renee, just remember there's a fine line between shaping them and breaking them. And so we don't want to go so hardball and get so frustrated that we break them. We just want to be able to shape them. And I thought that was really helpful. So I hope that helps you. Um, We really want to win our child's heart. And the way to win our child's heart, our our strong-willed child's heart, is if they trust you. And the only way that they're going to learn to trust you 
is if you take the lead and they learn to trust you and they have respect for your authority. So let me read to you, hang on, let me grab my book from over here. I just wanted to read to you a little story from this James Dobson book that I talked about last week. Um, He's got two books, one bringing up girls and one bringing up boys. This comes from the bringing up boys book. And I just thought this was a nice story um, to, you know, just show you a good picture of what, of what good parenting looks like. So he says on page 227, if you ever get this book, my wife and I made a quick trip to the supermarket several days ago to pick up a few items. When we arrived, we noticed that a woman shopper and her five-year-old boy were engaged in a clash of wills. He demanded that she buy something and then threw a classic temper tantrum when she refused. The conflict was still brewing when they reached the checkout counter where we were standing in line. Unmindful of my listening ear, Mama leaned down and spoke very quietly to her son. I was going to give you what you asked for, she said, but there's no way I can do it now. We don't reward that kind of behaviour. But the lad wasn't going to back off. He continued to snort and complain, and that prompted his mum to say matter-of-factly, do you know what is going to happen when we get home? Yes, he said. What? asked mum. A swat. A little smack. Yep, she said, and if you keep acting like this, it will be too. With that, the battle was over. Junior settled down and behaved like a little gentleman. I rarely inject myself into these kinds of parental episodes, but this was an exception. The woman deserved a word of praise. You're a good mother, I commented. Well, it isn't easy, she said with a smile. The last time I saw them, this woman and her son were headed for the door. She had unwittingly given us a demonstration of firm but loving discipline after rather difficult circumstances. The boy had challenged his mother's authority in front of strangers where she was at a disadvantage. Despite the embarrassment caused by that situation, she remained calm and in control. She didn't scream or overreact. Instead, she made it clear that the rules prevailing at home would also be applied literally in the marketplace. So I thought that was a good little story. When I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that was my life with Liam in the super. It was always in the supermarket. He always would scream and carry on, but there were so many things the mum did right there. So let's, um, let's unpack a little bit some of the things Uh, the principles to go by. I've got six that I want to quickly go through. The first one is this authority. We need to have authority balanced by love. Okay. So just remember that principle. First of all, authority balanced by love. So even that mom, you know, she had great authority. That little boy knew what was coming, but then in the end, because he calmed down, you know, they, they walked out of the shop happily and she was calm and she showed a very good balance between authority and love. And if we go to either extreme of this, that is what causes damage. So if we're too authoritative or if we're not authoritative enough, both extremes are not good for our children. So we don't want to be so laissez-faire and permissive and weak, but on the other hand, we don't want to rule with an iron fist and be harsh and hard. So children need to know that you are in charge. A strong-willed child needs to know you're the leader, not them. And, and they need to know that they're safe and loved at the same time. Now, to be honest, I see most parent, parents err on the side of being permissive and too weak. 
Too many parents are afraid to take a stand. The word no seems to horrify them. So they bargain and they negotiate with their child. And I see this all the time. I see this way more than what I see parents taking a firm lead and control. So we need not be afraid to set the standards for our kids. Um, I've talked before how Cameron and I did this by setting our expectations overtly all the time. We never left it to chance. So for example, we're going out to dinner tonight at a friend's house. My kids are all grown up. Um, But if my kids were younger, we would spend the time in the car on the way setting all kinds of expectations. You know, they would know that uh, mum and dad expect you to eat all your dinner and not to complain if you don't like something. Uh, They would know to take their shoes off at the door. They would know that any mess they made playing, they'd have to help tidy up at the end. Um, They would know that we expected them to look the host or our friends in the eyes and say hello at the start and thank you for having us at the end, etc., etc. Okay, so, and our kids would do all of that because they they knew that Cameron and I, they respected our authority, but we also balanced that out with love. So, you know, on the trip on the way back, we would tell them, you guys are amazing. Mum and dad love you. It's a pleasure to take you anywhere, etc. Okay. Number two, decide what your expectations are first. Okay. A lot of parents with strong-willed children don't know themselves what their expectations are. So if you have to, Sit down and write them out if that's what you have to do. If you don't know what you want your child to do, how on earth do you expect them to know? So think about your expectations on them all the time. That's that's why Cameron and I set out the expectations really clearly and verbally. But you need to decide what are they and they can't change. Decide them not on the fly because if you do it on the fly, they're going to change because you're being reactive rather than proactive and base your expectations on your values. So for example, some of the values that we raised our kids with were we wanted our children to be a pleasure to be around. Um, We wanted children who learned self-control. We wanted children who knew that the world did not revolve around them. We wanted kids that we could take anywhere. And so based on our values of what we wanted, the kind of kids we wanted them to be, we set our expectations. So just have a think about what your expectations are. And because if you don't know, they don't know. Number three, be a parent who sticks to your word. Okay. Once you have decided and communicated your expectations, your word has to be your word. That's what builds your authority with your child. And that's what builds your child's respect and then their trust in you. And that's how you win their heart. And that is the way to get into the heart of a strong-willed child. So, you know, if a mum says one thing, but she, your, your child will work out really quickly if you don't really mean it and if they can get away with something. So, you know, if mum says, we need to take our shoes off before we go to so-and-so's house, then your child needs to know that if I don't do that, that mum is going to stop me and pull me up and make me do that or she'll talk to me afterwards or, you know, whatever it is, okay? So just make sure you stick to your word, all right? So number one, balance authority with love. Number two, decide up front what your expectations are. Number three, once you do, 
be a person of your word, stick to your word. Number four, as a follow on from that, make sure that you use consequences that are realistic. Okay. So what happens is a lot of parents threaten consequences that are unrealistic and that they can't follow through on. So your child will work that out really quickly and they will run rings around you if they sniff this out. So for example, if you're in the supermarket, don't say things to your child like, if you whinge one more time, we're going home. Because unless, because you know your kid's going to whinge again, right? They can't help themselves. Only say that if you're actually willing in that second or the second that they whinge again to pack everything up, whether that be in the middle of a shopping food grocery shop or whatever, only say it if you're actually willing to follow through, pack everything up, up put them in the car and take them home. Okay. Or, uh, you know, if you ha- hit your brother again, I'll put you in your room for the rest of the afternoon. Like really, you're most likely not going to make your child sit in their bedroom say that happened at one o'clock, you're going to, not going to make them sit there till four o'clock. That's just unfair. Okay. So have a plan for your consequences and make sure that they're realistic and that you can follow them through. You'd almost rather do lighter consequences that you can follow through on than threaten big consequences that you can't follow through on. And then number five, be consistent. So similar to following your word, but be consistent It's very confusing to your child if you allow one thing one minute because you're feeling patient and good that day, and then the next you're tired, you're impatient, and you freak out at the very same thing, okay? That is one sure way to get a strong-willed child really annoyed with you, and they will become more strong-willed. They will become more rebellious. They will dig their heels in even more. So we had some old neighbors like that. I could hear them. They had this young boy who, um, he was a challenge. One minute I would hear the mum laughing and playing and just like over the top kind of happy with him. And then an hour later, I would hear her chasing him through the house, screaming at him. Now he was a very disobedient child, but it's hard to hear this, but that's not the boy's fault. That's the mum's fault. So just be sure that whatever expectations you set, that you stick to your word, that you pick consequences that you can follow through on, and then you're consistent as a parent. All of these things help to win a strong-willed child's respect, and that's what you want. You, you don't just want them obeying with, with their behavior on the outside. What you want with a strong-willed child is you want to transform their heart. You want to capture their heart. You want to see a heart change. And all of these things help towards that. And the last thing I would say, number six, to winning the heart of a strong-willed child is to stay calm and in control. Now, I learned this really early on in my teaching days. I think they taught us this even at uni. Once you allow yourself to use shouting and ranting in a classroom, there's no coming back and it's the same as a parent. So I decided right at the beginning that I would never let myself start using shouting and being chaotic um, as a strategy because it never works. So decide that no matter how strong-willed or exasperating your child is, 
you will not lose the plot and start shouting, okay? In fact, a strategy that Cameron and I used that worked a real treat was the opposite. What I would do with my kids if I was starting to get really frustrated and Liam was really digging his heels in, I would get down on his level, very powerful, and I would look him in the eye and I'd make him look me in the eye and I'd say to him, mommy is not going to shout and mommy is not going to get mad. Now, I was reminding him, but I was also reminding myself because on the inside, I was dying. On the inside, I was like, I want to kill you right now. I want to shout at you right now. So I was reminding myself, but I was also telling him, I'm not going to shout or get mad. You have two choices. You can either do this or this will be the consequence if you don't. And so being calm communicates that you are in control, whereas shouting communicates that you're not. So your tone is very, very powerful, okay? So all of these things above, if you break these things above, what you're doing is you're abdicating your authority. But if you can manage to discipline via these principles, what you're doing is you're reinforcing your authority And then your child, your strong-willed child will very quickly respect you and very quickly learn to trust you. Okie doke. So, um, gosh, we've hit 20 minutes already. That goes so fast. Um, uh, According to this wonderful man called Reverend Ren Brockheisen, who he, uh, James Dobson talks about this, this reverend in his book, he had 35 grandchildren who absolutely adored him as if he were a saint. And he used to say this wonderful thing that children need to learn that love can frown, which is such a cute saying. They need to learn that love can frown. And many parents are just afraid to show displeasure Uh, to their child for fear of wounding or rejecting them, but it actually is the contrary, that little people feel safe when they know who is in charge. All right, so let me finish with this. Strong-willed children, uh, they tend to be very self-focused kind of personalities, and a very powerful thing to do, other than to discipline them, is actually to teach them a couple of different really powerful traits. Um, I'll give you two. Let me let me give you these two so I don't overwhelm you. But if we can teach our strong-willed children the ability to live responsibly and to devote themselves to a greater cause outside of themselves, they are two very powerful traits to to, treat, uh, to teach strong-willed children to help them, I guess, turn their strong-willed personalities from being a potential weakness into a total strength. So how can you do that? How can you teach them to live responsibly and to devote themselves to a greater cause outside of themselves? Really easy, guys. Get your strong-willed child working. Now, I don't mean getting a job outside the house, although yes, do that when they turn 14 or 15, but teach them, give them things to do. It is amazing. It never ceases to amaze me. I see this at school as well with my kids at school, that from a young age, if you can get your strong-willed child working, it works every single time. Strong-willed children love to be kept busy and they love to help. So if you give them jobs, honestly, you sit back and watch them thrive. So it channels their energy, 
It gives them a taste for the real world. They just seem to thrive with that. Oh, I've been given a responsibility and they take it so seriously. It's actually a beautiful thing to watch. And so rather than always disciplining your strong-willed child, you're doing something positive to build them. So like it could be little things. And this is what we would do with Liam. Like we would get him to help me bring in the shopping. And do you know, he still does this to this day. If he hears me come in with the car, uh, drive in, he'll come down and, um, and help me bring up the shopping. But, you know, it'd be like, oh, he'd, he'd be little, but I'd say, bud, I really, can you help mom? And yeah, mom, I can help you. And be like, oh, bud, you're so strong. Thank you so much. I appreciate you helping me so much. Or Cameron would get him to help him wash the car and he loved that. Or, you know, get them feeding an animal. He didn't love that so much, but like Georgia really enjoyed doing that. So it really gives them a sense of value and it keeps them busy. So I just thought I'd finish with that because discipline, sorry, parenting a strong-willed child is not just about disciplining them. It's about building them. And so putting those traits, using, turning those traits inside out and using them for the good is a really powerful thing to do. So give them little jobs, keep them busy. Don't let them just sit there on the, you know, in front of an iPad or the television, um, get, get them doing things and you watch them absolutely thrive. So there you go. I hope that's helped you two weeks in a row on how to love on and shape a strong willed child. Guys, Thank you so much for being with me. Make sure you come back next Wednesday. I'm doing a Think Again series, talking about things that have blown my mind over the years or recently that uh, I once thought to be true, that everything's turned on its head. So yeah, come back and listen to that. And I will see you guys Wednesday or next week back on Friday. Have a wonderful week until then. Bye.